0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Money Girl podcast. If you are new to the show, I'm really glad to have you here. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance author, spokesperson, and consumer advocate who's been writing and hosting this show since 2008. Take a moment to subscribe so you never miss a weekly episode. Every show is kind of like a mini training where we cover a wide range of topics like credit debt, investing, real estate, business, taxes, insurance, money management strategies, and lots more. This show is for you, so be sure to let me know what's on your mind. And there's a really easy way to do that by leaving a voice message with your money questions or comments or ideas for future show topics. You just call 302-364-0308. And you'll find the notes for this and every show with links to any resources that I mention and the full archive of podcasts in the Money Girl section at QuickAndDirtyTips.com. This is episode number 658: Six Tips to Find Affordable Health Insurance When You Become Self-Employed. And if you're a longtime listener, welcome back and thank you for being a part of this community. All right, if you are ready for more knowledge, resources and motivation to manage your money the best way possible and create a richer life, you're definitely in the right place. And for today's show, even if you're not self-employed or you don't have any income from a side gig right now, be sure to stay with me. We're going to cover six tips to find affordable health insurance when you become self-employed or when you leave a job or you become uninsured for any reason. So it's really not just for self-employed people. You're going to get a lot of information here uh, for all different scenarios related to your work. Understanding the rules and options for getting a health plan is really important. So you and your family will get the protection you need. And if you are dreaming about leaving a corporate job to work for yourself, or if you've already started working for yourself, getting affordable health insurance is probably one of your top concerns. I know for me, when I became self-employed full-time, thinking about health insurance was definitely, you know, one of those areas that I knew I was going to have to fill right away. And fortunately, there are more protections now than ever for those who do choose to leave the safety of a group health plan. So I wanna start out by just briefly covering the major benefits of the Affordable Care Act, or ACA, and you all may know it also as Obamacare. It became law in 2010, and a lot of the significant provisions took effect in 2014. One critical ACA benefit is that you can't be denied coverage or charged sky-high premiums when you have a pre-existing medical condition. However, insurers can charge different rates based on where you live, your age, using tobacco, and your family size. The ACA also removes annual and lifetime caps on your health coverage. And no matter how much covered care you receive, the law caps how much you have to pay for it. Your out-of-pocket annual maximums vary depending on your health plan, but if you get in-network care, you'll never have to pay more than $8,150 as an individual, or $16,300 as a family. That's for the 2020 plan year. For 2021, these amounts increase a little bit. It goes up to $8,550 as an individual and $17,100 as a family. Note that these limits do not include your monthly premiums, but they are the absolute maximum amounts that you would ever have to pay out of pocket if you do have an ACA qualified plan. The ACA also offers many low- and middle-income Americans a health subsidy. That cuts the cost of your premiums, depending on your income and your family size. It's actually a tax credit that gets paid to your health insurance provider every month, which allows you to pay a lower premium. And the ACA subsidy applies when your household income is between 100% and 400% of your state's federal poverty level. For 2020, an individual earning approximately less than $51,000 or a family of four making less than $104,000 per year may qualify for an insurance subsidy. One challenge to using a subsidy is that it's based on your estimated earnings in the year when you will get coverage, not on your last year's income. That can be challenging for people who are self-employed. Since self-employment incomes can vary dramatically from month to month, the chances of knowing exactly how much you'll earn in the current or even a future year can be difficult. If you underestimate your income for a health subsidy, you may have to return a portion of the tax credit already spent on your insurance during the previous year. In other words, you may owe additional taxes that you weren't expecting. And when you enroll in an ACA plan, you have access to a marketplace account, and that's where you can update changes to your expected income or family size that affect your tax credit so that you can quickly correct it and, you know, make sure that you are in line with that estimated income. Another thing that is kind of a hallmark of the ACA is called the health care mandate. The ACA mandated that individuals be covered by a qualified health plan or pay a tax penalty if you're uninsured for more than two consecutive months. And the mandate applies no matter if you're employed, self-employed, unemployed, a child, an adult, or where you live. However, starting Last year, in 2019, due to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the mandate penalty for not having health insurance no longer applies. So technically, it's still illegal to be uninsured, but the federal government won't penalize you for it. Now, several states have their own insurance mandates requiring you to have a qualifying health plan. So you may have to pay the penalty for being uninsured if you live in a few states, and these include California, the District of Columbia, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Vermont. Let me give you an example. For California residents without ACA coverage in 2020, they face a penalty up to 2.5% of household income or $696 per adult and $375.50 per child, whichever is greater. So the bottom line is that even if the federal government will not penalize you for being uninsured, you could have to pay a hefty penalty depending on the state where you live. And I would say that it's likely in the future more states will adopt penalties in order to keep the cost of health coverage for residents as low as possible. The ACA established health insurance exchanges, And they're primarily online marketplaces administered by either federal or state governments. So this is where individuals, the self-employed, and small businesses can shop and purchase qualified insurance plans and find other options depending on your income. So let's say you do go out on your own. You become self-employed. One of the first things that you are going to find out is that the cost of a health plan can be shocking, especially if you just left a company that paid a big chunk of the insurance bill on your behalf. But what you've got to remember is that the high cost of health insurance pales when compared to the alternative. Having a medical emergency or being diagnosed with a severe illness that you can't afford to treat could be devastating. So we're going to go through six tips for finding affordable health insurance when you become self-employed or you no longer have job-based coverage for any reason. So the first tip is Join a spouse or partner's plan. This is definitely going to be the most affordable. If your spouse or partner does have employer-sponsored health insurance at their job, joining that plan could be your most affordable option. Group insurance generally costs much less than individual coverage. Plus, some employers subsidize a portion of your premium as a benefit. This is what I do. My husband has a group plan through his work, so I am listed as a dependent on his plan and it's definitely the most affordable option. But I have used some other options that we're gonna cover here. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. Now, some employer plans may not offer domestic partner benefits to unmarried couples. So you'll need to find out from the benefits administrator what's allowed. And if you're under age 26, another option is to join or remain on a parent's health plan if they're willing to have you. Even if you're not married and you're not living with your parents, you're not financially dependent on them, the ACA does allow you to get health insurance on a parent's plan. However, once you hit your 26th birthday, you're going to have to use another option that I'll cover here. All right, my second tip for finding affordable coverage is to enroll in a federal or state marketplace plan. As I mentioned, the ACA established federal and state marketplaces for consumers who don't have access to employer-sponsored health insurance. And I'll quickly run through the states that have their own health insurance exchanges. It's California, Colorado, Connecticut, the District of Columbia, Idaho, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Nevada, New York, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington. But no matter where you live, you can begin looking for an ACA-qualified health plan at healthcare.gov. And if your state has its own exchange, it will just kind of forward you to where you need to go. However, you can only apply for a policy during the annual open enrollment. And it just started. It's November one through December 15. This is for coverage that will begin on January 1 of the following year. And there are some states with their own healthcare exchanges that have an extended enrollment period. It might start a little earlier than what I mentioned, and it may last a little longer. So you need to find out what the deadline is in your state if your state does have its own exchange. In general, if you miss the enrollment window, you can't get an ACA health plan until the following year, unless you qualify for a special enrollment. A special enrollment allows you to purchase or even change your coverage any time of the year, but you've got to have a major qualifying event, such as losing your insurance at work, getting married, getting divorced, having a child, or even relocating. However, you typically only have 60 days after the event occurs to enroll. So you need to make sure that you do get inside that 60-day window if you need coverage after a qualifying event. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion... And they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies
0: Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.
1: Now, let's say you do shop on the Marketplace and you find out that your income is too high to qualify for a health care subsidy, you can still buy insurance through the federal or your state's exchange. And it's not the only place. You can also get an ACA qualified health plan directly from an insurance company, from an insurance broker or agent, or even an online insurance aggregator. All right. So there are lots of places to shop. And even if you don't qualify for a subsidy, it's likely going to be your best option. But we're going to keep going through some other tips. Tip number three is consider a high deductible health plan or HDHP. This is another way to reduce the cost of health insurance premiums. And this is really going going to apply no matter where you get it. And even if you have a group plan at work, you enjoy lower monthly premiums, but you have higher out-of-pocket costs. Now, if you're in relatively good health, an HDHP can make sense. However, if you get sick or let's say you've got kids or you're just you're going to the doctor a lot, that high deductible plan could end up costing you more in the long run. You may actually have a higher out-of-pocket cost than you would with other types of plans. So you really have to think about how you are probably going to use that health insurance plan. But if you do choose a high deductible plan, Another benefit of it is that you also qualify for a health savings account or HSA. And you've probably heard me talk about HSAs on the podcast before. They're one of my absolute favorite tax advantaged accounts because they can save an incredible amount of money and they are completely tax-free. You make contributions to an HSA account. It's kind of like a checking account. And these contributions are tax deductible. Then you can withdraw that money at any time to pay for qualified medical expenses. Maybe it's a doctor visit, so a copay, uh, prescription drugs, dental care, chiropractic, prescription eyeglasses, mental health care. There's just a variety of of approved expenses that you can use that account for. And when you pay for them using your HSA on a tax-free basis that can add up to massive savings. So it's like you're earning money that you get to spend on medical care, and you don't have to pay tax on that money. So depending on how much you pay in taxes, what your income is, will determine how much savings it can give you. But I can tell you, if you're using an HSA over many years or decades, it can add up to an incredible amount of savings. So I love these accounts. But again, you can only have them when you've got a high deductible health plan. All right, my fourth tip for getting affordable health care is to get a short-term plan. Let's say you miss the deadline to enroll in an ACA health plan and you don't qualify for a special enrollment. Are you just out of luck? Well, fortunately, no. You can purchase something called a short-term health plan until the next enrollment period comes around. The problem is short-term plans don't have to meet ACA standards, and they only offer temporary coverage. So it could be just for a few months or even up to a year. You may be able to renew a short-term plan for up to three years in some states, just depending on the insurer. But the bottom line is that short-term plans can charge more if you've got pre-existing conditions. They can even put caps on your benefits. They may not cover essential services like prescriptions and preventive care. Because they fall short of ACA requirements, you can have one of these short-term health plans and still be subject to a state-mandated health penalty because it's as if you don't have any health insurance at all. And that's why you won't find short-term health plans on the federal or state exchange and therefore can't get a subsidy when you purchase one. However, I will say they can be less expensive than an ACA-qualified plan. Again, you just have to remember that the coverage will not be as rich as an ACA plan. Having short-term coverage is certainly better than being uninsured, but I recommend replacing it with a qualified health plan as soon as possible. That's really the best way to have the protection you need against the enormous financial risk of medical costs. All right, the fifth way to get affordable health coverage is to enroll in Medicaid and CHIP which stands for the Children's Health Insurance Program. This is only going to apply if you cannot afford health insurance. You may be eligible for free or low-cost coverage through Medicaid or CHIP at any time of year, depending on your income, family size, and the state where you live. In general, if you earn less than the poverty level, which is currently $12,760 for an individual or $26,200 for a family of four, you may qualify for these programs. And they may have different names depending on the state where you live. Unlike ACA health plans, these state-run health programs do not have set open enrollment periods. So if you do qualify, coverage can begin at any time of year. When you complete an application at the federal or state health insurance exchange, you will also determine if you qualify for coverage through Medicaid and SHIP programs. It will probably just sort of like direct you to those programs based on your income. And you can learn more about both of these programs at Medicaid.gov. All right, the sixth and final tip for getting affordable health coverage is to get COBRA coverage. This is only going to apply if you leave a job with group health insurance. At that point, you can enroll in COBRA, which stands for Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. It is not an insurance company or even a health plan but a regulation. It's a law that gives you the option to continue your employer-sponsored health insurance after you're no longer employed. So instead of having your plan canceled, The month you leave a job, you can use COBRA to continue getting the same benefits and choices you had before you left the company. In most cases, you can get COBRA benefits for up to 18 months. And I've done that at different points in my life, mainly as a way to kind of bridge the gap between jobs or bridging the gap between different coverages, different health plans. Uh, The problem with COBRA is that it's temporary and it can be quite expensive. So it's not the most affordable option, but it may be the only choice that you've got in the short term. Unlike other federal benefits in the workplace, such as the Family and Medical Leave Act, employers do not have to pay for COBRA. You typically have to pay the full cost of premiums plus a 2% administrative charge to the insurer. So that's why it can be pricey. And If you're not eligible for regular federal COBRA, many states offer similar programs called mini COBRA. So to learn more, check with your state's Department of Insurance or your benefits administrator at work. After you become self-employed or you purchase health insurance on your own, it's crucial to shop for plans every enrollment period. That's because your or your family's medical needs or income may change. Additionally, new health insurers come in and out of the health insurance marketplace pretty regularly. So carriers that offered plans in your zip code last year may not be the same set of insurers that you have to choose from this year. In other words, a competitor could offer a similar or better plan than yours for a lower price. So if you don't shop health insurance annually, you could be leaving money on the table. If you work for yourself or you're thinking about creating a business, I would love for you to check out my newest book, which is an Amazon number one new release. The title is Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers. It's on sale everywhere books are sold and is a complete guide for anyone who wants to build a business and a secure financial future. Part five of the book is called Building Your Own Benefits Package, and it covers everything you need to know about protecting your health and life with insurance, how to use an HSA, and planning for retirement as a solopreneur or a small business owner. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard, Steve Rickeyberg, with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, take a moment to give us a quick rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That's an easy and free way to give back, show your support, and help new listeners find us. You might also like the backlist episodes and the show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com.